Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you? Get in touch with technology with Tech Stuff from HowStuffWorks.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Tech Stuff. My name is Chris Paulette, and I'm an editor here at HowStuffWorks.com. Sitting across from me, as always, is senior writer Jonathan Strickland. Hey there, Crispy. Insert coin. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's great. I, I get Chris here, uh, unfortunately, has a bit of a, a, a chest cough. Yes. And so when I catch him off guard like that, um, his uh, bronchial tubes all protest at the same time, just like our listeners. Yes. So, you can you can hear a uh, a, a thousand tiny uh, alveoli screaming at once, and then we're suddenly silenced. Yes, that's tragic. So the reason why I said insert coin in the first place was not to make Chris fall over, but was a cheap segue into our topic, which is uh, video game consoles. Yay! Now we which you, don't require coins. No, but you know, well, they do go a school. whole lot of coins. That's right, baby. Um, <laughs> So you guys who have been with us the whole time may remember a long, long time ago uh, in a galaxy far, far away. <laughs> we talked about um, about video game consoles, but that was like our seventh episode. That was back when we did episodes that lasted five minutes. And we, um, we talked like the uh, guy from the Micro Machines. Models. Right. And currently we do episodes that range about as long as your average German opera. So... Uh, <laughs> We felt, felt it was about time to go back and re- revisit. I'm uh, sorry. Chris, Chris is just totally lost and that finally cracked me up. No, but we thought we'd go back and revisit the episode, um, and kind of talk a little bit more about consoles, especially after getting a couple of iTunes reviews where people said we were lame because we don't cover gaming enough. You know, we're not a gaming podcast. Yeah. The, I mean, not, not to argue with you. I'm no. just saying we're not a gaming podcast. No, we news, cover news other break. stuff. We are not a gaming podcast, so, but we do sometimes cover gaming because it falls under the umbrella of tech, but we're not exclusively about gaming. So that's why you're not going to hear that many episodes. So please feel free to write two-star reviews about how we never talk about digital cameras. Please don't. <laughs> if you're going to if you're going to write a review, uh Make it positive. <laughs> I know stuff you should know said that they wanted more reviews, but they wanted they wanted people to be honest, you know. One, give me a one star review if you really don't like it and tell us why. I'm telling you, our listeners, don't do that. Leave us five star reviews. I don't care if you tell us why. Okay. So now that we've moved on, you can, you can give honest reviews to stuff you should know though. Feel yes, free. Yes. Feel free to give honest reviews to stuff you should know. So let's talk about video game consoles. <laughs> okay. Now that we? we've already alienated all of our listeners. Now we weren't going to talk about. All video game consoles. No. I mean, we, we could go back to the whole birth of Pong thing again, but if we start talking about history, we'll be here for about six German operas. Oh, okay. Here, well, let's, let's do it this way. Tell me what video game consoles you currently own that you actually could play, like, without having to hook them up to your TV. Like, what's hooked up to your set? Oh, what's right actually now? hooked up? Yes. Yes. Uh, the only, the only things I have hooked up are, um, Technically, the Sega Genesis just needs to be plugged in. Okay. Uh, but it is actually sitting on the entertainment console. Um, the only two that are actually hooked up and you can actually flip the switch and have it come on are the PlayStation 2 by Sony and the Nintendo Wii. All right. And so for our listeners, here's what I have hooked up to my entertainment system where all you have to do is turn it on and it's ready to go. I've got the Nintendo 64. 
I've got the Nintendo GameCube. I've got the Nintendo Wii. I've got the Sony PlayStation 2. I've got the Sony PlayStation 1. I've got the Xbox. I've got the Sega Dreamcast. I think that's it. You must have like A, B, C, D, E boxes. I have an HDTV with lots of inputs. And I'd also like to point out that I have a Nintendo DS Lite, which does not need to be hooked up to a TV to play it. No, I've got a Game and it Boy is available. Advance. Booyah. <laughs> Take that, Paulette. So My Game Boy Black and White is in a box, however. So that, that might be another reason why we haven't really tackled uh, video game consoles in a long time. Because Chris and I, uh, we've neither of us own all of the, the current generation consoles. Yeah. The Wii is the only one we both own. And uh, it's not that we don't necessarily like the others. Um, there are other factors, which we'll get into. We'll talk about that, about you know why we own what we own and maybe yeah. why we don't own the other ones. But let's start just by hitting the the basics. So let's start with the Xbox 360. Okay. It's Microsoft's entry in there. Of course, that's the successor to the Xbox, which was a very popular game console. Yeah, I would say it's the first of the current generation. Yeah. It was um, the first one out. It was yeah. the first one out on the market. And uh, I would say, well, I mean, the Wii's, the Wii has bigger numbers in sales, but the Xbox is, I mean, that's like the, I think that's probably the go-to choice for most gamers. So. Just just as an aside, are we going to talk about these all together and compare them, or are we just going to go one by one? Because I was going to make a statement, and I thought, yeah, I don't want to ruin the Go ahead and make a statement. Go for um, it. Yeah, you know, the the uh, of the three current generation consoles, they're really kind of different machines, because the Xbox 360 and the PlayStation 3 are high-definition machines. Sure. They have very, very uh, high-end processors. Uh, at least compared to, you know, previous generations and the Wii for that matter. Sure. And, um, they're really aimed at a different segment of the market. I, I completely uh, or, agree. Or were when they were released. I think they're all sort of, uh, converging on one another now. Right. Including the Wii for that. Matter. I think the Wii is probably but, moving the slowest of the three and the other two are kind of flailing around trying to get to where the Wii is. It's kind of interesting, really. Well, the Wii is, um, Part of the reason why the Wii is so much less expensive, which helped it in sales, um, is because they used uh, Nintendo decided to use off-the-shelf components. I mean, Sony spent a lot of money developing that processor, yeah, uh, which is a, an amazing processor, especially for a game console. Sure. Um, but you know, Nintendo went, you know what? Let's just take uh, one of these and that thing over there, and um, six of those. Okay, we're done. Yeah. And it, it, it helped them because it helped them keep the cost low. Um, but it also means that it doesn't do 1080p, which is, you know, high definition. It basically looks as good as a, a DVD, mm-hmm. uh, which, you know, as far as I'm concerned, I don't have an HDTV. I have right. a standard definition TV, so it's not that big a deal for yeah, me. Yeah. So, so for you, you're, you know, it wouldn't I'm, really okay make a me. difference if you owned one of the other machines because you wouldn't really be able to tell the difference in, in graphics quality. Right, right. So your television's not capable of showing it. Right. Mine is, but that's another matter. <laughs> right. That's, that's not, obviously not what's really important to me if I only own a Wii and not an Xbox 360 right. or a PS3. So yeah, the processors on the Xbox 360 and PS3 are much more powerful. Um, the PS3 has got that, that cell based architecture for their right. processor, which right. is, Pretty amazing stuff. I mean, that it's it's really a powerful machine. I think you could say that the out of the three, the PS3 has the most horsepower, really, uh, potentially anyway. Right. You have to be able to design software that can take advantage of the hardware, 
Right. It's not the hardware just doesn't like doesn't make the game just run better on its own. You have to architect the software properly or else you're just not going to see the benefit. And that's a benefit of having a gaming console, too, because um, as Jonathan has frequently pointed out in past podcasts, um, PC games suffer from this problem because you want to buy the latest, say, Command and Conquer. You find out that your processor might squeak out playing the game. But you don't have enough RAM and your graphics processor, you, you, there's no way. Right. Yeah, you would you would have to set all the settings so low that you're looking at stick figures throwing rocks at each other. Yeah. So, I mean, the, the console uh, specs are a good thing and a bad thing. I mean, yeah. in this case, uh, you have to write for Sony's uh, specific custom chip and take advantage, you know, that that's really geared to making it look great on the machine and... In years to come, you're still going to be able to play games on it because people aren't going to go out and write something for, you know, another 500 megahertz worth of processing power or another gigahertz worth of processing power because the, the console itself really hasn't changed. That's true. Yeah. And, uh, so let's, let's jump back over to the Xbox, Xbox 360 yeah. really quickly. Okay. I was just going to mention that that comes in three flavors. Oh, it does. Yeah. There's the today. X, there's the X, yeah. Who it knows? Has come tomorrow. in other flavors in the past. <laughs> so there's the, uh, the, the three that you can go, uh, shop for right now are the Xbox Arcade, mm-hmm. which only has a 256 megabyte hard drive. Um, and it's megabyte. Got, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. No, the Arcade only has 256 megabyte hard drive. Um, which, you know what? I remember back when I was a kid and I owned a 286 where I would have thought 256 megabytes was oh, no. way more than you would ever need. Oh, sure. Um, and it also do, is not compatible with older Xbox games because it doesn't have the hard drive capacity to, uh-huh. to run them. Uh, now the Xbox 360, the, the flagship the basic model, the basic model, model, it's got a 60 gigabyte hard drive. So that's a pretty big jump. Yeah. And it also comes with some stuff that the uh, arcade version doesn't come with, like a headset, comes with a network cable. Um, and it's, uh, it is compatible with about 300 titles from the uh, original Xbox. Mm-hmm. Then you have the Xbox Elite. Elite. Yes, that's the 120 gigabyte hard drive. And it's got all that stuff. Plus it has an HDMI cable. Um, all three of them have the com- capability to plug in via HDMI into a television, mm-hmm. but only the Elite actually comes with the cable. Otherwise you have to buy it separately. And those are $80 billion. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> Approximately. We didn't price it before, but we yeah. are willing to bet. It is, I, I, I'm willing to bet, I bet that it is Tyler's slightly left less. Leg. Than that it's $80 billion. <laughs> and once again, our producer makes it into the segment. Yes, we will call him Stumpy from now on. <laughs> so uh, now the Xbox CPU, it's got three symmetrical cores running at 3.2 gigahertz. That's their CPU. I, I see you're reading the same information chart that I am. Yes. I'm, the one I, right underneath says two hardware threads per core. Six hardware threads total. <laughs> yep, uh, yep. Yes. So it's a, it's a powerful machine and... Um, you know, you know, even yeah, I mean, even now, several years after its release, this is still considered especially when good. you consider that it's just dedicated to gaming. True. You know, I would granted okay, Microsoft would totally have me strung up for saying that because there are other things you can do besides gaming oh, on well, sure. the Xbox. But that's what it that's what its that's primary the mission primary is. purpose is to play video Sorry, games. Mission, you could tell what I think of their normal game set. It is nothing there's nothing wrong with having video games be your primary reason for no, being. No. Uh for many years in my teenage phase, video games were my primary reason for being. <laughs> so I have no problem with a console that's that way. And that's now, a, it's an IBM PowerPC chip too. Right. 
which I, I find kind of funny in a vague sort of way since, you know, Windows is linked to the Intel processor for, you know, computers. Yet they went with the IBM PowerPC chip, which was for a long time the Mac's processor. <laughs> Although not funny. anymore. Uh, you know, and uh, it does have a custom ATI uh, graphics processor as well, running 500 megahertz, 500 megahertz with uh, 10 megabytes of embedded RAM. Yeah, that's a uh, pretty impressive stuff too. I mean, what, and it's understandable because again, Sony and Microsoft both really pushed the whole, uh, uh, you know, this is the next step in evolution for graphics. And, uh, you know, that was, that was the big focus was that look at how much better this looks and sounds compared to the last generation consoles. Mm-hmm. That was their selling point. It's not the way Nintendo went, which, you know, ended up working really well for Nintendo. But we'll, again, go into that a little bit. What, what did you, have? you have some smart-ass comment. No, I, I do not. I okay. Do not. <laughs> well, I was going to talk about the PS3 as well. There was just an announcement today as of the recording of this podcast. Mm-hmm. So uh, in the near-distant past, for for all listeners. Yeah, that'll they'll tell you which day it was that you can go back and look. Yeah. To find out what day it was that they announced the uh the brand new PS3 Slim. Right. Uh which apparently you don't mess around with. No. Uh if you live in the south side of Chicago. Right. Um anyhow, yeah, it's basically uh the PS3 in a new package. Um and well, except it does have a, a, a sort of semi-meager hard drive, just 80 gigs. No, no, it's up to 120 now. Oh, is it? The old one was 80. Oh, the new one. I thought the slim was only okay. Sorry, um, I was hasty in my my pre-podcast research because it just they just announced it. It was a rumor all morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, and so then this one's going to cost 299 dollars, which yeah. is a big dip in price. I mean, that was the the biggest problem that people had with the PS3 for the longest time was that. It was the most expensive of the three uh, current consoles on the market, and and Sony seemed unwilling to to cut that price year after year, and it was infuriating gamers who said, "I want this system, but I refuse to pay five hundred bucks for it." Yeah, yeah, five hundred, six hundred. Yeah. Anyhow, um, yeah, it was um, it was very highly touted at at the beginning. And uh, people were talking about the PlayStation 3 and what it was, you know, the big impact it was going to have in the market. And initially it did, like, the first few days when people were lining up around the block to get their hands on them. Right. And then, you know, so many people just said, you know, look, I can't I can't afford that. Yeah, that purchase price was a huge hurdle that a lot of people just weren't willing to try and jump over. And, uh, you know, I mean, even when you factored in the the fact that, uh, that it has Blu-ray – I mean, that, that was a selling point. That was point. the selling point. Yes. Because there was the cheapest Blu-ray player you could get. Yes. For when a while. $600 is the cheapest Blu-ray player. That's, that's tough. But, uh, and that's no longer the case, of course, now. I mean, there are Blu-ray players that are significantly less expensive than that. But, yeah. but at the time, it was the cheapest. And yet, it still wasn't enough to get people to, you know, jump ship en masse. Now, you did have the enthusiasts who adopted it and loved it. Mm-hmm. And there were some really good games. It came out pretty early for the PS3 and still has a very good uh, library. Um, there are some – there's there's one major problem I would have with the PS3. And that's the lack of ability to unplug your previous PlayStations? <sighs> yes. That would be it. The lack of backwards compatibility. You nailed it. Um, backwards compatibility is really important to me. And, uh, and 
I think of you as a backwards type guy. Yeah. Well, you know, it's kind of because the way I wear my pants. So, um, but yeah, backwards compatibility is really important. It's, it's, you don't want to necessarily have eight machines sitting around your television like Jonathan Strickland does. Well, no. You know, um, yeah, it's just, it's, it's not convenient to have that many devices all plugged into one television. And if you can upgrade your hardware, but still have access to your old library of games, it's great. And some companies have been pretty good about it. And up until the PS3, Sony was one of them. The PS2 could play PS1 games. Yep. And that was, you know, one of the th- reasons why upgrading to PS2 wasn't a big pain in the butt because you knew you'd still be able to play all your old games. So you could trade in your PS1 for, you know, $3 and put that towards your purchase of the PS2 and uh, and feel good about it. But the PS3, not so much, not backwards compatible. And there was a lot of there were a lot of people who were hoping that that would maybe be built into the new slim package that you would have backwards compatibility added to that as some sort of firmware upgrade. It does not look like that's the case. It looks like the PS3 will remain incompatible when you're talking about older titles. One thing um, I think that uh, one criticism I did see, and of course nobody has their hands on one of these as of right in the moment, uh, is where's all that heat going to go from the processor? Because they said, you know, that's an awful slim case for such a big processing heat plant. Well, you, It'll you be remember, interesting to see if that is an issue too. You remember when the PS2 underwent its transformation? Yeah. I mean, they, there was the same sort of thing, like halfway through – or maybe a little, well, I guess halfway through the PS2's life, it changed. Cause yeah. you would, you know, the, the neat thing about the it's PS2 is alive. people are still making games for it. So they're uh, still making games for it now. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, it's, it's still, as a matter of fact, Sony's still selling a lot of PS2s, which is another reason why backwards compatibility would be awesome because that library is only getting larger. Unlike yeah. like, you know, Xbox, they discontinued Xbox titles when the Xbox 360 came out. I mean, they came out, there were some Xbox titles for a few months afterwards, and then that was it. And then you couldn't find Xbox titles in any current store. And now you can't even find them in used stores because no one, I mean, whenever I go in, they have the 360 titles, but not the Xbox titles. Since I have an Xbox, that kind of bites (laughs) for me. Uh, Because I don't get to play all these old games that I always wanted to get a hold of. That's because, you know, Microsoft has that relationship with its developers, 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 developers. All right, all right, all right. That's, gosh. That's, okay. <laughs> you introduced me to that, by the way. That was my fault. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, well, let's see. I guess we're going to get into, get into the, the specs on the PlayStation 3 at all? Yeah, well, they're a little more complex because you're talking about a cell-based processor. So it's not apples to apples. No, no. Um, and it But it has, can handle two teraflops of, uh, of math. That's a lot of math. That's a lot of math. I, I could only handle up to algebra two. <laughs> so, uh, all right then. I don't know. I was pretty much a flop when it came to calculus. Oh, um, yeah, but uh, oh, it, you know what? I just thought of what's that, that we didn't talk about. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, you could you could tell sort of the way they go, and this is this is really just another sort of verbal sidebar. Um, but. Uh, Xbox 360 sort of hitched its horse to the uh, HD DVD format yes. as its high definition. Uh, sad trombone. Yeah. And versus versus the Blu-ray player. Which still sad trombone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's it's funny, though, because um, that really – actually, this put, puts the Wii into context because um, 
you could tell what this is, what these audiences are looking for. I mean, people who buy, or at least initially bought the Xbox 360 or initially bought the PlayStation 3, they were looking for something that would do all of it. You know, high definition, high quality gaming. They're looking for something that can handle a lot of math, uh, can show you, you know, realistic 3D interpretations of human beings, basically 3D re- representations of human beings shooting at one another. Yeah. And when you weren't play- playing games, you were watching movies in high definition. The Wii is for a totally different audience. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the it actually bundled a title with it, uh, Wii Sports, which is not an accurate representation of a human being at all. They're not shooting at one another. And you can't watch even a DVD on it. Um. So it's a completely different group of people buying this machine at the outset. The people who bought Wii's are people who wanted the gameplay that they could get with the Wii remote and, uh, and the Nintendo characters. You, they wanted Mario. They wanted, um, you know, Link from the Zelda series and, uh, you know, a sort of a new player in this case, Sega, their relationship with Sega. And they wanted Sonic. Well, they also wanted a game system that would let them play with other people in their living rooms. True. See, the the thing about the Microsoft and Sony approaches, or especially Microsoft with Xbox Live, was that the, the focus wasn't so much get a whole bunch of people in your room and play video games. It was link up with people who are in their living room across the city and shoot at them for a while yeah. over, over the Internet. Well, they're shooting across my city anyway, but they don't really use game consoles for that. Well, we do live in Atlanta. True. The, uh, but, you know, for Nintendo, it was more about, hey, you know, we got a party going on right here, y'all. So why don't you pick up a <laughs> Wiimote and play? Yeah. And, uh, and so that had an appeal to a different group as well. Often, uh, we'll call one group the hardcore gamers and the others the casual gamers. Uh huh. So hardcore gamers are the ones who are really focused on, 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 especially in like, say, Xbox. They're focused on getting achievements. And they're focused on being the best they possibly can be on these games. And they want to dominate in various, you know, first person shooters or strategy games. Uh, you know, they, very objective oriented. Mm-hmm. And then the, you could argue that the people, the main audience for the Wii are more experience oriented, not, not experiences in like role playing games, but really like, the experience of playing the game is more important than the outcome. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just, you know, kind of an armchair psychology sort of thing right mm-hmm. there. But, uh, I mean, as an Xbox owner, part of that mentality was still back then. I mean, that was part of that console as well. Was I read a lot of some of the most popular games for the Xbox were these first person shooters and strategy games. Yeah. Halo. And- Halo, which yeah. is a, a third-person shooter, but yeah, no, no, first-person. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, it's first-person shooter. Um, there, there is another Halo game that's more of a third-person strategy game, but the uh, you can tell I don't own an Xbox, oh, nor have man. I played Halo. Halo Two was one of my favorite games on the Xbox, and uh, and again, that was one of those where I would hook up with folks who are online, and we'd all shoot at each other. Um, so Nintendo Wii, why is the Nintendo Wii the only game console, current game console that you own, Chris? You've mentioned some reasons already. Um, well, frankly, price had a lot to do with it. Sure. Um, and the fact that I'm not a first person shooter gamer. So, you know, those, those systems appealed to me for some games, mm. but the bulk of the games that I saw as being popular for those systems, I said, you know, uh, you know, it's great. I know a lot of people who love those games, but they're not, you know, I'm more of a casual gamer, uh, you know, because I'm old. 
<laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, there not. are lots really of really is old. <laughs> well, I really am old, but that's not why. Um, yeah, because there, I, I know plenty of uh, people who are forty and older who love, you know, shoot 'em ups. Sure, and, uh, sure. Plenty of younger people who love casual games. So I'm teasing, yeah. but. Um, yeah, it's it's just one of those things that I just never got into. So I said, you know, I'm I don't really want to play Xbox 360 games. Um I like some of the uh the PlayStation 3 games, but it's way too expensive. Um actually, you know, I should say, I should point out, you know, longtime fans of the podcast will say, "Wait a minute, you're a Ratchet and Clank fan. You should love the PlayStation 3." And that's a shooter. Yes, but it's sort of cartoony. So, you know, if it's got humor in it, I can I, I can palette the violence a little bit more. Okay. Um. So yeah. Okay. I I, I stand or I sit corrected in this case. Um. But um. Yeah. I mean, the Wii. I said I had an opportunity to play the Wii at a friend's house. Uh. Admittedly, on a projector. So we were playing on the side of a wall, and I just fell in love with it. I said, "This is really cool." And when uh, actually the same friend found one on the shelf and said, Hey, you want me to grab this for you and pay me back? And I said, yeah, yeah, sure. You know, $250 is a good price point for me. So, um, you know, it was, it was easy to do. And, uh, I like a lot of the games. Plus I like the gameplay with the Wii remote mm-hmm. and the nunchuck. Um, you know, as long as you don't fling it into your TV. Sure. Um, plus I don't have a, a high definition television. Right. So it's, it's, you know, PlayStation 3 games are virtually inaccessible to me. Yeah. Um, you know, I could, I could use an Xbox 360 and they actually have made inroads on reaching out to more casual gamers. I mean, the arcade is designed for people who like classic arcade style games and, and, you know, mm-hmm. games that are not as resource intensive as some of the, you know, high end shooters. Um, okay. And that, that has a lot to do with, with why I'm a Wii person. <laughs> that and you I'm not taller <laughs> than I am. Right. It's I true. Faith Magora, Chris be a little wee person. Uh, um, send hate mail to Jonathan. So I'm also I'm also a fan of the Wii. That's the only co- current game console that I own. Uh, the main reason why I purchased it, I, I, I agree, the price was a big factor. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you know, when you only have so many hours of the day that you can even dedicate to playing a game, you start you really start thinking of return on investment. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and also, I wanted I wanted a system that would be uh, I'd more likely find games that my wife would also like to play because yeah. you know that would be a way for us to hang out and have fun without uh, you know she wouldn't just go and to the bedroom and read a book while I'm out there you know fragging people on Halo. So that was nice. Um, I was really intrigued by the Wiimote. I mm-hmm. wanted to see how well they implemented that. And it turns out it's pretty good implementation. And of course, they've added uh, more to that with some uh, dongles that you can buy. Yes. You mean the uh, the Wii Motion Plus? Yes. And uh, uh, so I, I was really interested in that. I thought that was a neat technology. And I wanted to see how well it translated, especially for things like, you know, I'm, I'm sitting there thinking in my mind about the stuff I would love to be able to do. Like lightsaber battles. Yeah. So that was a definite, definite draw for me. Um, and yeah, that was the main reason why I looked at it besides, uh, the, you know, it was the price and the gameplay. Um, at this point, I actually am thinking about buying another console and with the announcement of the slim, I honestly don't know which one I would go for, although yeah. I'm leaning more towards the Xbox 360. Now, when I talked to you, you said that you were actually leaning more toward the Slim. Yes. And why would that be? 
<clears throat> that would be the three words I mentioned earlier, Ratchet and Clank, which is an exclusive Sony. So, so title. that's that's a wow. That's the killer app that, for you. Yeah, for me, that would be that Halo would be Three. Yeah. See, and again, <laughs> um, actually, no. There's quite a few. There's Halo Three. Uh, well, and some of them are available also on the Sony. Um, but the neat thing is that each, uh, even for for games that that cross platforms, often they have specific content. Dedicated to just one of the yeah. two platforms. Yeah. Uh, Sony wins out in a big way on one of those. Because mm-hmm. I think it was, um, oh, which game was it? I, I want to say it was one of the fighting games where you could play as either Darth Vader or Yoda, depending on which version you have. Oh, yeah. Uh, it might have been, um, oh, 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 Soul Calibur, that version. Oh, yeah, Soul yeah, Calibur. yeah. I've seen it. Yeah. And so if you have Soul Calibur for the Xbox, you get Yoda. If you have Soul Calibur for the PS3, you get freaking Darth Vader. <laughs> That's just wrong. Uh-huh. I would need to get a Sony. Oh, he's the baddest mofo this side of Alderaan, let me tell you. And I want to play as Darth Vader, so that may be enough for me to get a yeah. PS3. I, I would be willing to bet that um, the console manufacturers don't really care if you buy the other guys, just so long as you buy one of theirs, too. Sure. Um and I think I think uh, the funny thing is uh, we're we're reaching the uh, upper length of our German opera. Um, yes. But uh, I think the the, the funny thing lady, is ladies warming up. <laughs> the reason that uh, we got on this subject anyway was when we were brainstorming, we wanted to talk about next generation consoles. Right. And there's uh, virtually nothing that we're privy to that uh, we can find out about well, them. Well, part of it is that Sony announced not that long ago that they're just at the halfway mark for their the life of their console. But, um, (laughs) so we're like, we've got another five years of this. But, um, well, I mean, the thing is that the specs on these are robust enough where I think they could probably make them last a little longer than I think they've also learned a lesson that just because you get more powerful doesn't mean that you're going to sell a ton of consoles. That's not enough to, to get the market now. You have to have more than just horsepower. Yeah. But I was going to spend like a minute and, and tell you what I thought. Uh, or at least start the conversation on what I think is going to happen in the next generation. Okay. And I think it's already started happening. Sure. Um, I think you've got to have wireless. Yep. Between your, between the, the machine and the internet, you've got to have internet access, but you've got to have wireless internet access and you've mm-hmm. got to have wireless between that and the remote. Uh-huh. You got to have motion sensing. So I mean, like that's why Microsoft is already Natal. Yes. Right. That looks amazing, by the way. Have you, have you seen any of the videos? Uh, not, not very much of it. Not nearly enough of it. It, but, it, uh, looks it looks pretty, pretty amazing. Pretty if they can if they can really tweak that system to work the way that uh it worked at E three when they were demoing it, that is gonna be phenomenal. Well, I mean considering they're talking about making that work for the PC. Yeah. And not just for the Xbox. Where it all becomes gesture based. Yep. Yeah. And the the success of, of the handheld phone games that use the accelerometer, like on the iPhone. Sure. Uh, I think it's just gonna it's just gonna happen. Yeah. Like yeah everything yeah. from now on is going to have that functionality. And I think that they're going to design for basically every market. They're going to encourage developers from every walk of gaming. Because I think that, I mean, all the the rhetoric we heard coming out of the Sony channels when the Wii was announced was, oh, this is just a kiddie game console. It's like, well, they realized that, you know, people like to play a variety of different kinds of games. Right. And which is why the Wii is starting to see fighting games, like serious fighting games. Oh no, there's some really bloody stuff on the Wii. And, I mean, and that you, wasn't the case early on. Yeah. And, you know, you're seeing that, uh, Sony and, and Xbox developers are starting to develop more family oriented yeah, games. Yeah, party games and things like and that. And party games. Yeah. So well, I think and, it's just, it's just going to all diversify. There's just certain technical things and certain, 
developer things that you're just going to see on all next generation consoles, no matter who it's from. I think ultimately it all boils down to gameplay over everything else. And I think yep. that's one of the reasons why the Wii did so well is because the Wiimote was such a revolution in gameplay compared to the other systems mm-hmm. that it was more compelling to a lot of people. Plus yeah. cheaper. Yeah. Cheaper and more compelling. So I, I think there are a lot of lessons learned during this current generation that you'll see in the next generation. Yeah, and it may it may one. encourage other people to get in. Yeah, we'll probably see more uh, integration of other services as well, like Netflix and Amazon, things like that, so that you can, you know, so that it does become more of a media center. Mm -hmm. I mean, we've seen media centers try to make their way in through the gaming market before and fail miserably because they were uh, too too, uh, narrowly oriented and very expensive. But, you know, we're slowly moving that way. I mean, the Xbox and Sony are both kind of leaning toward that. Nintendo, not quite as much, but... There's still some of that in the Nintendo system as well. Yeah. Well, I was totally going to get into mobile stuff, but we way don't have time no, for that now. No, Maybe we should make a podcast about, about mobile, mobile gaming. Okay. In the future, we'll do a podcast about mobile gaming. <laughs> okay. Now we don't have to worry about it for another five or six months. <laughs> Yay. Uh, well, that brings us to our favorite segment, a listener mail. This listener mail comes from Greg, and Greg says, Thanks for the Linux podcast. However, only losers use Linux? Sigh. I know, Chris is terrible for saying that. Oh, stop it. I, if you recall, I mentioned that Chris hates Linux, and he says only user, losers use it. But no, that was me. And I was making a joke. So I apologize to all Linux users. You are not losers. You're all very special. And we love all of you. Just as much as our Windows and Mac compatriots. You know, it's not your fault that you don't have a real operating system. The HowStuff Works Systems Engineering team would like to take this opportunity to remind Jonathan that we control the servers used to serve his podcast, all of which are some form of Unix or Linux. We also control his Internet access at the office. And as a response to his unfortunate comments, and as a service to TechStuff's Linux listeners, we have rate-limited him to 28.8 kilobits per second. Sorry, Jonathan. Got root? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah, Long term fans know that we like to that we like to tease, and that's part of the thing. Is we like all kinds of tech, even though we don't all always know everything about it. Speaking about teasing, this is a good opportunity for me Uh-oh. to mention this. Oh, no. uh, we did ask the question in our Linux podcast: Why is Windows Seven called Windows Seven when you can't make it uh-huh. add up to seven, no matter how you count it? We received lots of interesting answers most of which conflicted with one another. Uh, but we did receive a couple of, of people responded with links to the official answer, which we linked to in our blog, the Tech Stuff blog. So if you want to know the real answer to why Windows 7 is called Windows 7, visit the Tech Stuff blog, look up the Tech Stuff podcast roundup for Linux, and you will find the answer. That also means stop emailing me with your various <laughs> theories. We already know the real answer. I mean, I bet your theory is awesome, but I, I, I've read enough of them. Well, there, and there are lots of them, which is really funny. Yes. There, there, there is even that so much wiggle different. room. So if you have something you would like to say to us that is not Windows 7 oriented, please write us. Our email address is techstuff at howstuffworks.com. You can read all about these video game systems at howstuffworks.com. And Crispy and I will game with you again really soon. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit howstuffworks.com. And be sure to check out the new Tech Stuff blog, now on the HowStuffWorks homepage.
Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you?